man, what a great day to be an Eagle. Mercy. Eagle Nation, Georgia Southern improves to 2-0 on the young season with a 49-35 victory against UAB um, at home. And now, Cody, uh, we're uh, looking to go 3-0 on the road, headed up north, way north, all the way to uh, Madison, Wisconsin, and hoping to get a third or second straight win over a Big Ten team that wears red. Yes, and I feel like this will be a much bigger challenge uh, this year than it was last year. Um, obviously, Nebraska was kind of on their you know downfall with Scott Frost, and Wisconsin has their new head coach. Uh, obviously, came from Cincinnati, uh, had great success there. Looks to almost kind of like what we did last year: modernize their offense, uh, bring in an air raid type system throw the ball more and get Wisconsin to be not just contenders for their division in the Big Ten, but to actually start to legitimately compete against the Ohio State's Michigans and, and get themselves back into the, or not back, but into the college football playoff as a serious national contender. Yep. Yeah, so looking forward to that. But we will uh, break down that UAB game a lot to kind of talk about there. And, you know, obviously it was kind of our first true test of the season. So glad that we came out of it um, with a win. So a lot to unpack there that will kind of be tells for us for that Wisconsin game. So welcome to Gata Talk. I'm Matt. That's Cody. Um, As always, we are sponsored by CanCut, premium drill bits and cutting tools, alumni-owned business, Georgia Small Business. Go support Andy Thompson. You can check him out. Find more at cancut.com. That's K-N-K-U-T.com. So, yeah, I mean, this was a back-and-forth game. We jump out to a 14-0 lead at the um, end of the first quarter. It uh, looks like, you know, maybe we can roll through them. Um, but then they start uh, storming back. Um, they actually take a lead in the first half, 22-21. Uh, to 21. Um, They end up going for the two-point conversion. They get it. Um, Weird. Then, Weird they went for that. Yeah, it, it was kind of weird. Kind of weird. Yeah. And momentum shift, though, right? I mean, yes. after that, I mean, the stadium, it looked like I was watching on TV. Of course, you were there. It looked like, you know, well, uh, let life me ask you was, this, yeah. because I think I'm quite curious as to how the TV audience took the, especially the first half of that second quarter. As you said, we had all the momentum and we were up 21-7 and it looked like we got an interception in the end zone. Did that appear to be the case from the TV point of view? Um, there's a pass that was deflected. It appeared that we came down. I thought they reviewed it. It looked to be pretty clear cut. Could you tell, like, was that like a big emphasis from the TV broadcast? That was before you're saying that was before they went up 22. That was before they even went up. They got the second touchdown before it went to 21, 14. Okay. Um, so this was probably right before they went to 21, 14. Um, they threw a pass, deflected off uh, the defender. Oh, it was a, well, there was a holding call. Um, yeah, and then they replayed the down. Yeah, I don't remember. Uh, 
Okay, so pick. maybe they maybe they didn't because in the stadium, and this was to me where the momentum in the stadium changed, was there appeared to be an interception when it was twenty one seven, and I it looked like it was reviewed. Um, I, the defense was calling for it to be reviewed, and they came back and said no, and. I, we couldn't really hear as to why they said no. I couldn't really hear if they actually reviewed it or, like you said, maybe there was a penalty or whatever. Um, and then they scored, and they went up, or the, and then the score was twenty-one fourteen. That whole situation turned, kind of changed or, or shifted the momentum in the stadium, and really kind of allowed them to kind of get UAB back into the football game. Because if we get that pick there, it's twenty-one-seven. We get at the twenty-yard line, and we're probably gonna you know, go up 24-28-7 and, and really take control of that football game. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, yeah, I don't I don't remember a near pick. It might have happened. Um, but I, you know, obviously remember them going up 20-22-21, get the two-point conversion. I was thinking, you know, maybe, you know, we're probably going down at the half um, at that point. But uh, we have a four-play, 77-yard drive, um, takes just over a minute off the clock, uh, capped by the O.J. Arnold run, 39 yards, which was a, a great play call. I um, mean, we saw several really good play calls in, in, in the game, I thought. Um but yeah, so so we take a um, twenty-eight twenty-two lead um, at half, and then, that last drive it was huge. It was that huge. last drive was huge before the yeah. half because we take the lead back and then we get the ball back to start the second half. I don't yeah. think that to me is where we that drive and then obviously the next drive that you're about to get into is where we won the football game. Um. Those were to just open huge. to open up the half. Yeah, to open up the, the half. 80, yeah, twelve plays, eighty-five yards, five minutes. Um, yes. Yeah, Caleb Hood got the touchdown. Um, and yeah, I agree. I think the, those back-to-back scores. I think from there, uh, defense. You know, uh, certainly not um, completely shut down or like yeah, completely shut down UAB. But uh, they only gave up thirteen points in the second half, right? So after twenty-eight in the first, so. Um, or I'm sorry, uh, 22 in the first. So, um, so yeah, so definitely an improvement there. Kind of definitely bend, don't break um, at at times. Uh, did give up a lot of plays. Um, the but I thought the rush defense looked pretty solid. Um, I think the the pass defense uh, still you know need you know need some work. Um, but uh, and then some <laughs> things that <laughs> the, the things that we saw last no, year right I, where, where yeah, it was still I there think, like open open field tackling still needs some work. Yeah. Um, you know, but tackling overall yeah. overall though I think the the defense look because again I I kind of throw the Citadel game out the window right with the shutout and everything. Correct. Um, they got throttled by Campbell. Um, so this was really going to be the test is the defense better and the answer to that question is yes i think the defense is better Um, how much better we'll find out in the coming games but i do see improvement yes there's improvement with the defense um it's quite weird it's almost i feel like we watch two different games because i feel like there are things that you think were more important to the game and things where I think it was more important today. I, to me, the refs, to me, really were well against our team. I don't know for what reason. I don't know why. There was a pass interference call on Durbin Burgess that was not pass yep. interference. There was a fumble. He, he did not fumble the football. Um, it didn't look like it. Yeah. There were there was the, um, oh, goodness, somebody had their face, the face mask, uh, had yep. their helmet just yanked off and was not called. It, I mean, 
There were several holds that weren't called several on, holds. on on their outside yes. runs, and it's yeah, terrible, terrible refereeing in this in this football game, and it really, and again, the <laughs> the interception that I brought up earlier was something else that I felt like was a missed call. Again, it was uh, just absolutely. I feel like that affected the game a lot when it shouldn't have. Um, typically, you don't want your referees to affect the football game, um, but. To get back to your point, I think the defense did really, really well considering everything that took place. I think they had one bad quarter. Yep. I think they got affected by a couple of bad calls that kind of killed their momentum and kind of took the wind out of their sails a little bit. Uh, but they had the bad second quarter. They gave up 22 points. Yep. But give them credit for coming back in the second half, holding them to only 13 points, and coming up with two big turnovers in that half that – that one turned the momentum for the or that really gave us all the momentum, and then the other one at the end that that sealed the victory for us. So, yeah, I win the turnover battle. Yes. Yeah, we won the turnover battle, which obviously is something that uh, Brandon Bailey, the DC, uh, you know, preaches um, uh, th- uh, three to two, and really, uh, like you said, the fumble um, didn't have great camera angles on it uh, with the production crew, especially like the head on shot. You only kind of saw it from behind. So it was one of those that with, with the camera angles they had with the footage they had, you couldn't overturn it. Right. It was always going to be whatever the original play call was. I know you haven't had a chance to go back and and rewatch the game, but that's, that's how it was. So is, you know, know what um, frustrates me about that play go is that the line judge came over saying that he was down and then, I don't know who had a better angle of him being down besides the line judge, but somebody else overruled him on that. Overruled it, and then yes. and then at that point it has to go to video. And, then it has to and go if to the video, video evidence, yeah, correct, if it, yeah, and 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 yeah, it just wasn't there. I mean, the, literally the the head on shot from the goal line was out of frame. Like literally the the uh, um, the ball carrier wasn't even in frame. So um, <laughs> and yeah, it was really frustrating. And and then you had the um, kind of uh, yeah the shot from behind that was zoomed out some, and you know they were able to zoom in a little bit, but you honestly couldn't really tell. Again, it was one of those like it was not undisputable evidence. Like you just had to um, call it for whatever the original play was. Yeah. So if if he was down, he was going to be down. If it was a fumble, it was going to be fumble. So, um, and so that's unfortunate. And then also, you know, um, with the turnover battle, the, the two that we had, um, the early interception, right? Tip ball, um, pretty good pass, hit him right in the hands, tipped up. Um, you know, you, you think maybe that's, that's the shift, but the defense, you know, holds, holds true and we get the ball mm-hmm. back. So like that, that was great to see. Um, so yeah, I bring that up because really the two turnovers that we had both shouldn't have really shouldn't happened. Have been turnovers. Um, yeah. so yeah, so that, that, that was good. And if, yeah, if you get both of those back, I mean, on that fumble, we probably score there at least three, but we, we probably get a touchdown. So all of a sudden this becomes like a, a real blowout. Right. Yeah. And, um, so, so yeah, all good stuff there. Um, you know, looking at stats, uh, Davis Brin, you know, again, kind of first real chance to see him. Cause again, throw the, the Citadel game out the window, 38 for 47, 318 yards, um, two touchdowns did have that interception, but again, not really his fault. Um, I thought he looked good. I mean, you know, he, he, he was kind of really taking, he, he was taking what the defense uh, gave him. definitely put the arm strength uh, on display there, um, you know, a couple of times. 
Um, you know, a, a lot of it was, you know, just high efficiency passes, um, yep. you know, on, on, on the uh, quick stuff up the middle on the out routes, um, did have a chance to air it out, uh, you know, a few times, but, um, yeah, re- really excited again, just for, uh, for him in the future and, and seeing what he can do. Cause again, you know, this was obviously the Nebraska game, second game of the season, Wisconsin game, third game of the season. But last year that was really Calvin Teresa's coming out party, right? Correct. Like it, it yeah. really was, um, there in Lincoln and, uh, you know, cause again, yeah, we play Morgan state. So I think, I think Wisconsin, who knows, like maybe we, you know, um, I, I do think in order to come away with a win there, he's obviously going to have to play play a really good game. Um, but I think he's equipped to do that. So I'm, I'm really excited to see what he brings to the table. He is. Um, he is. I thought he played really, really well. Uh, there was maybe a couple of decisions that he made a, you know, throw into a less open receiver at times. Um, but again, that's something that he'll go back on film and look at and, and see and, and they'll correct and move forward. But you can't really nitpick his play. I thought he played great. Uh, like you said, he took, you know, what the defense gave him, made sure that the throws he made, only the receivers could catch, uh, used his legs at times when needed, yep. Um, yep. either on by design Had or – Had a touchdown run. Correct, yep. There was one play, gosh, that he did in which the pocket collapsed. He ran outside and found O.J. Arnold for a pass that got us a first down. Yep. Yeah, on the low wheel route. Yeah, yes. I was going to say – Fantastic and, play. Yeah. It was, that, and and speaking of OJ Arnold, I mean, probably the only quarterback, yeah, the only quarterback in the game that was better than Davis Brin was OJ Arnold, <laughs> one for one, twenty six yards, a touchdown, a QBR of ninety nine point seven. Um, yes. I mean, what can you say about him? Like, I mean, five carries, fifty four yards, touchdown, touchdown passing, um, and then he had uh, the reception as well, two receptions for twenty five yards. Um, so yeah, just an all around day for OJ Arnold. Yeah, all around day for him. Um, again, I when you look at the running backs, you'll have a you know a game like this where OJ Arnold seems to be more productive than Jalen White or vice versa. As you know, both these running backs that we have are just studs. And if you think you can just stop one and not the other, you're going to get burned by the one you didn't think you know you have to worry about. Yeah, so, it, it, it was odd because I, yeah. I, I posted on Twitter, you know, Jalen White had two carries in the first half. He ends up with 11 carries, 40 yards, 3.6 yards average, nothing, you know, crazy there. Did have a touchdown. Um, O.J. Arnold definitely uh, was the, the, the better back in, in this. And again, extremely versatile catching the ball and, and with that pass as well. Um, but it was it was odd. I mean, people on Twitter thought that maybe White was hurt um, because, you know, uh, yeah, maybe we were limiting it. Him for for whatever reason, because um, he just had those two carries in the first half, um, but then he he goes on to have nine carries um, in, in the second half and is more productive. Yeah. I just think it's just who has the hot hand and who like the personnel that they want to run and and what they see from the defense at times as to who they throw out there. Um, <clears throat> so you know I wouldn't really look too much into it. I think they just kind of look at it week by week and the game plan they have against the team that they're going up against, and they feel like. OJ Arnold has probably could be more successful than that'll probably be the end of, you know, who gets the, the ball more vice versa with Jalen White. They feel like he can go out there and perform better. They'll probably gear the game plan more around him. So 
Yeah, I don't. It's think a great. It's, more, it's a great problem to have because yeah, I mean, it's a you know, yeah, because they're, they're they are two different backs, you know. So you mm. kind of have that thunder lightning dynamic, Correct. right? And um, and yeah, it's I I think especially going up against like Wisconsin, it'll be great because because yeah, you you feed the hot hand, but you also have versatility in those two mm-hmm. different type of backs. So um, yeah. Yeah, awesome. Um, so let's talk about Caleb Hood breaks the all-time receiving record um, in school history. Uh, yes, over eighteen hundred yards, um, and uh, he had eight receptions for seventy yards and a touchdown in this one. So uh, really cool to see that. I mean, obviously it was just a matter of time. Um, he's you know bound for you know a, a huge year, maybe even better than last year. Um, and, but, but yeah, really cool to see him break that record in the second game. Awesome. Awesome. Um, it's, it's, it's really cool to see a young man like him, you know, get to a pinnacle like, like that record is. And, you know, who knows how long he'll keep it, especially with the offense that we have now. Um, but it's, it's a great, 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 great record to have. And, you know, he'll have the rest of the season to add to it and, and, you know, hopefully he clips 2,000 yards here soon and, you know, gets closer to 2,500, if not more. So I think um, you can't – you look at our receiving room and the men that we have there, and you tell me a better group in the Sun Belt that has a better wide receiver group than we do. And I don't think there is one. No, there's um, not. I mean, you know, some new names, but don't. like – yeah, I mean, some new names, uh, Jalen or Dalen Cobb, sorry, had uh, you know a, a big game. Um, yep. You know, he, he's a young guy, four catches, forty nine yards. Um, McAfee, the tight end, got involved a ton. Eight for um, fifty. I thought he had some big yeah. time receptions when we needed him. You know, like it wasn't the most yards, but when we needed a catch to get shorthanded, the moving, yeah, exactly, shorthanded, which is what there. you need in a tight end. And the scary yep. thing is, is, is we we get uh, um, Upshaw back. Upshaw back. We get Upshaw back against Wisconsin. So you might see some two tight end a, sets. I was gonna say, I hope they have some two tight end with both of them yeah. on the field. I mean. I think you're going to see it. Yeah. You've got size and just matchup nightmare with Upshaw. You got shorthandedness um, <clears throat> with uh, McAfee and then get like the speed guys involved with Hood and Queeley and Burgess with the deep yeah, threat. OJ Arnold and White can both <laughs> yeah. can both catch the ball out of the backfield. OJ Arnold can throw the ball 30 yards <laughs> with a perfect spiral. Like you know, we're dangerous. Yeah. Some young guys like the Jets. Um, and then Marcus Sanders. I mean, the Jet didn't even have a reception yesterday. Yet he, we know, if you put him in there, he can outrun any defensive back and safety that you put on him. You're not yep. going to catch him. Yep. Um, so no, it's we have a. Congrats to Caleb Hood. Our wide receivers are phenomenal. Very and deep. Very very, very deep. deep. Yep. Um. Yeah. So I guess uh, I did want to talk about just looking at the stat breakdown here. So, um, third down efficiency, you know, I saw a stat, um, I saw a stat, well, first offensively 10 of 13, but I saw a stat we've uh, awesome, right? Awesome third down efficiency, but we've had the least amount of third downs (laughs) as anyone in the, in the FBS, which is a good thing. That is a fantastic (laughs) thing. You may think, well, why does that make sense? Well, it's because we're getting first downs on first and second down, which is phenomenal. Again, that goes to uh, Coach Ellis and the offensive coaching staff, but also the quarterback line, you know, running back receiver, the players that are out there making the plays. 
So overall, that's just a phenomenal stat. And I got to tell you, and the, shout out to Coach Ellis. Um, I yep. know y'all couldn't see this on TV last night, but whenever the defense was, you know, on, you know, whenever, let me kind of rephrase this. Whenever the game was getting pretty hyped up in the second half and everybody was down there to the Gene Bishop building because that's where the ball was at and we were on defense, Coach Ellis would come down to the opposite side of the field and, and is communicating with his offensive coaching staff and getting ready for the next drive. Yep. I mean, just a methodical, just tactician of, I can't worry about get caught up in the game, what's going on now. I need to be focusing on how what can we go out next. there and score yeah. next. And that you could clearly see that in this game because it felt like every time we got the ball, we were scoring points. Um, they couldn't they couldn't really stop us at all. So he's a phenomenal coach. Um, he re- he really is. He, is. He, he really is. I know. I know there was uh, you know some criticism and including from us right from or us, some skepticism and but but yeah i mean he he i'm i'm really really impressed um and i i think he has a, a bright future in coaching and i hope that bright future is is with us um, yes. I'll, I'll, just, I'll just say for that a little while. Um, for a little while um so but yeah we we have what just one one punt through the game maybe two I one so one punt i didn't see that stat was it just one i can only remember one Yep, just one punt. Um, okay. So yeah, field goal game looked good. Um, I yeah, uh, third down efficiency on defense. I will say so eight of thirteen, um, right? So not not great there. Um, uh, you know, giving up eight of thirteen uh, against UAB, especially third and long situations. So that there was that one drive. I believe it was their second touchdown. Um, and they, uh, so we were up 21, seven, they were driving down. There were two, um, third down and longs on that drive. One was a, like a third and seven that they converted easily. And the other was the third and nine. Um, that was a, it was a, it was a third and four that, uh, was, I think an incomplete pass. And then they had the penalty. And we had the chance to take the penalty and back them up more um, or have them probably attempt a field goal because they were in field goal range and they have a questionable field goal kicker that struggled against uh, North Carolina A&T and, uh, struggled with us. And, and struggled with us. And we made the decision to back them up, to take the penalty. We put them in a third and nine. Or no, third in, uh, sorry, not third and nine, a third in 13, I think it was, third and 13, third and 14, um, and they got 15, 16 easily. Like, I mean, you know, so like that, that's frustrating, right? And we saw that plenty last year. Um, So it's that kind of stuff that can be demoralizing. It can take the breath out of the stadium, all that kind of stuff. Cause like, yeah, you do so well, you get in position you know, to, to back them up even more, but then it makes you second guess yourself. Um, and yeah, so, so that, you know, as, as far as criticism for the defense and things to work on, I know again, Brandon Bailey, in addition to the winning the turnover battle, um, third down efficiency, they were top third in the country. Um, uh, you know, at, uh, Buffalo, um, I don't know if we can quite get there, but I'd love to not be in the bottom third <laughs> um, when it's all yeah. said and done at the end of the season, which I think yeah. is possible, but still a long way to go. It is, and I will. You brought that set up, but I also bring up that they were zero for two on fourth downs attempts, yep. which is huge, um, especially one where they try to pitch it 
uh, yeah. and and we they gosh what was the it? run defense it looked was, really good. So I gotta say, run defense they attempted twenty nine rushes, only got ninety two yards, which is three point two yards per rush, which is phenomenal. Yep. Especially yep. where we came from last year, where everybody could run on us, <laughs> run on us, and oh yeah, we couldn't. We looked like a submarine with a screen door. We were just letting anything. Through. Oh yeah, Swiss cheese. I mean, all, yeah, yeah. So you're right. The rush defense looked great. Um, the I defensive hope- line play, I think, is like vastly improved. Like yes. it, it, lo- it really like we're getting we're getting penetration. I we're getting like the to the quarterback. Speed- yeah. on the defensive line is is greatly improved. Uh, that seems to be the thing that jumps off the most to me is that they just seem to be quicker. And I don't know if it's just quicker reaction times or if they're just faster, bigger, faster than what we've had from previous seasons. But they looked really good. Um, but no, rush defense looked look, look great. And uh, really, I, you know, you're right about the third down efficiency where that seems to be an issue. I'm also going to give UAB credit because their quarterback, for the most part, played pretty decent against us. Yeah, um, he did. And he's a great athlete. And sometimes you just go up against great athletes that can make great plays. And that's what appeared to be, to me, what happened in this game. You know, I know that people want to kind of criticize the Trent Dilfer hire, and it kind of looks like a showy hire or a flashy hire from UAB, um, but the man won a Super Bowl, and I believe he can coach pretty well, at least the offensive side of the ball. Yep. Uh, they looked offensively to be pretty decent. Yeah, I agree. And I would not be surprised if, you know, they go through the AAC. They may not win it. Obviously, they got Tulane. There's SMU in Houston, um, which who happened to lose to Rice. But they um, they can shock some people. Well, he's, and, Houston's in the Big 12 now. Oh, oh yeah, they are, aren't they? Yeah. They still lost to Rice. But, but SMU, yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but 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 yeah, Tulane and SMU. Um, yes. Yeah. But still, I think Memphis. they can probably surprise some people, keep some yeah. games closer, and they may beat a Memphis or a Tulane if they can, you know, yeah. turn around and kind of get lucky. But again, um, I thought overall the defense played great. You're right. The third down efficiencies is something that does not look good. Um, especially the third longs. I think the other thing too I will say as well is that there appeared to be some busted coverages at times, especially yeah. on what was it? We had went up 46, um, 28, and we let them come down and score in like three plays um, in the second half. I'm sorry, five plays and kind of get it back. Yeah, five to plays, it. 83 yards, yes. a minute 37. Exactly. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that one. That was, that was not good. Um uh, you let them get down to the two-yard line within two plays. They take another three to get it in. Uh, that was something that was kind of worrisome because what if teams start to kind of just pick up the pace, throw some things we haven't you know, right. showed before, confuse our secondary. Uh, but overall, I thought they played decent. I think if uh, – I don't know. Um, I, I, I didn't – the score looks bad with the 35 points and the third down efficiency, but overall, I felt like the defense – showed improvement from this year to last year, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously we can't get in a habit of giving up the 35 because we're not always no. going to score uh, 49, right? But, um, but yeah, I, 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 I definitely saw those like um, incremental 
you know, improvement. So again, mentioned the the def- uh, defensive line, Latrell Bullard, huge dude, right? Six one, yes. three forty, sophomore. Um, he looks faster than he did last year, um, yes. and, and he's causing havoc. And then uh, newcomer that I wanted to give a shout out to uh, Davion Rhodes um, from, uh, or I'm sorry, not uh, uh, not Davion Rhodes. Sorry. Um, or is uh, no Justin Rhodes, uh, wrong Rhodes. <laughs> um, okay. Both defensive linemen, uh, but uh, but yeah, Justin Rhodes, um, redshirt junior from Wingate, uh, Division two school. Um, oh, he yeah. comes in with a chip on his shoulder. Dude's dude's a phenom. Dude, dude is all over the he field. Yeah, two and a half tackles for loss yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So big shout out to him. Um, so yeah, let's turn our attention um, to Wisconsin. So obviously, you know, I, I guess the f- the first question here is, Cody. Uh, I'm sure everyone wants to know <laughs> is has your thoughts on this game and how we can fare in this game changed since the first two games of the season? Uh, now that I've seen our defense play slightly. Because yeah. I feel like our defense, to me, they've shown the improvement that I needed to see. Like, if we had the same defense we had last year, no. Um, it's, it, I'm a little bit more optimistic. Um, but at the same time, this is our first road test. And we were 2-4, and four, I believe, last year in road games. I know one of those road victories was obviously in Nebraska. Uh, but still, road games last year, we were not very good in, um, typically speaking. So... Let's see how they prepare for the week. Let's see how they travel. I'm not quite sold that we have a chance, or should I say that I felt going into the Nebraska game we could probably have a chance to beat that to beat them in that game. Okay. This year, I'm still. It's a lot of thing. Well, no, I. It's still hard for me to see where we come out with a victory in that game. And to be quite honest with you, especially now that they lost to Washington State. Yeah, I and feel out like of, they're out of the come rankings, in, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they're going to come in a little bit more focused this week and maybe not overlook us. Where I feel like if they went into to Washington State and won that game, that they would probably yeah. more looking into to Purdue and Big Ten than than really focusing on us. But I think this is a week they're going to try to lock down some things, get some stuff right with them, and and, and prove a point. Honestly. Yeah, hundred percent agree with that. I watched, uh, you know, the the end of that uh, Wisconsin Washington State game. Um, yeah, Washington State just like they they handled them. Uh, they got up and and their defense um, came to play and, and made the plays they needed to. Um, wasn't that impressed with the Wisconsin quarterback? We'll kind of dig into him more here in a second. But I agree uh, about that statement. I was actually pulling for Wisconsin to win that game um, because I think <laughs> if if even if they like win by you know um, uh, win by a hair, uh, they're still ranked, right? Maybe they drop a spot yeah. or something. Maybe, um, <clears throat> but they're still probably a top twenty team, certainly a top twenty five team. So we're facing a ranked opponent all of a sudden. They get knocked out of the polls by by losing to Washington State, um, and then yeah, like it, now they're pissed, right? I mean, <laughs> they're, they're exactly. mad. Um, they return home. They're going to want to make a statement. Um, they lose back to back games against yeah, Washington State and Georgia Southern. That fan base will lose their minds. Exactly. Right. So like, yeah. um, so yeah, I, I was really hoping that they 
ink out a win right against Washington State, come in and be like, okay, now we get a break. Now we can kind of take a breather, just kind of like go through the motions, improve to three and zero, beat Georgia Southern, whoever that is, kind of thing, right? Um, yeah. Where now, yeah, I don't think they're going to take anybody lightly. So, no. Um, yeah, no, and you know. <sighs> I don't want to. I don't want this to be the doom and gloom aspect of our podcast. <laughs> um, but no, I mean Wisconsin is just a very talented team. They have a very talented coach. Obviously, they have a. They are known for their home field advantage there. They obviously have a great tradition with the jump around at the yeah. beginning of the fourth quarter. It's just a very hard place to go into and win. Um, I know you're probably saying, "Well, so was Nebraska." You're right to a certain degree. You're right. But I think the team, the talent on the field is better. Yes. And the environment is just as crazy. Correct. And the yeah. trajectory of Nebraska versus Wisconsin right now are com- two completely different trajectories. Yeah. Um, so I think I was Wisconsin had a down year by what? Winning six games last exactly. year and yes. firing their coach. Nebraska is like a laughing stock. Like they, they, they've lost, you know, 14 games in the last two years by one score. Um, they get blown out by Colorado. Um, you know, not taking anything away from Colorado. Great story. But um, yeah, like, yeah, I agree. But two very different sides of the coin. But I, I will, I will turn around and say this, that the last two games our team, both offense and defense, have came out to very fast starts with touchdowns and by holding the opponent on their first couple of drives to zero points. If we have any shot of winning this game on Saturday, I, the same thing has got to happen. We have to come in there full throttle and go up on them early and then pretty much just sort of just you know keep it close until the fourth quarter. And then, of course, once when the fourth quarter gets there, Anything can happen, but I agree. I mean, for, fourteen ten I mean, yeah. was was the the halftime score of their first game against Buffalo, right? A team obviously yeah. we know well, a team that we took their defensive coordinator. Um, not sure how good Buffalo is this year, um, but you know, I I I would argue we're better, um, and you know they. They looked pretty good against Wisconsin. Their defense was shutting them down, um, and uh, and yeah, yeah, fourteen ten at at half, and then Wisconsin um, shuts them out in the third quarter, fourteen uh, nothing, and then goes on to win that game thirty eight to seventeen. So they got it together. But I agree. I think fast start is the key. I think if we can jump on them where they're playing, um, they're playing catch up. You know, the the, the whole game. Um, I think that's the key. Take the life out of that stadium, get up 14 nothing. Um, you know, start to run it, you know, down their throats and, and uh, you know, win time of possession. I think doing that, um, we've got a good shot. But if, if so. yeah. yeah. And and we can't allow the big plays. I just looked at that the that Buffalo game. It looked like we they gave up some big plays in that second half. One being yep. like an eighty nine yard touchdown run. Um, you can't give up big plays when you're going up against a team like Wisconsin and expect to win. Um, I will say this: after two weeks of play, the you know ESPN football predictor um, analytics at least has us increased <laughs> with our chance to win to like sixteen percent, pretty much a one in six chance to win. Yeah, it was like under ten percent, right? Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. So 
there are some things that obviously are showing that we we are maybe the the team trending up. Wisconsin may not be what people thought they were going into the season. Um, <clears throat> see how it looks. They could just be a team that's still just trying to figure itself out with a new coaching staff and new players. Um, going to Washington State is an extremely hard place to win a football game anyway, so it's not it is, too but, surprising but here, that they here, lost that game. It's not. Yeah, it's definitely a hard place to play. To me, in addition to the fast start, I think the thing that will set us apart from certainly Buffalo, um, but probably Washington State as well, just again, watching some of that game, is team speed. Um, I think we have a ton of team speed. I think we'll probably be the fastest team that they'll see up to this point of the season. Um, And again, I think if we can use that to our advantage with our backs, with our wide receivers, um, you know, I, I think uh, even, I mean, even with Bryn and, and getting him, you know, out, out in space and, and having him great. Um, I think that, uh, you know, could take him by surprise. I, I think we're going to be the faster team on the field though. It's Wisconsin. I know they're moving to the air raid, but I mean, they're, they're still going to be the bigger team, right? The, the line line on both sides is going to be, you know, uh, uh, much bigger. Um, but you know, I, I think we can beat them with speed. You think, you think we're going to be the faster team in that game? I do, yeah. Okay. I do. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I've I watched pretty much one entire Wisconsin game. I watched like the first okay. half of Buffalo. I watched uh, most of the second half against Washington State. They're they're not a, that fast of a team. The running back's good. Um, Chez Malusi um, has got 206 yards. Um He's already got three touchdowns in, in, in two games. He had the 89-yard. Um, yeah, I mean, but uh, again, yeah, he's got 8.2 average, which is crazy. Um, but he had the 89-yard um, long run against uh, Washington State, or uh, I'm sorry, against Buffalo. Um, but the quarterback, Tanner Mordecai, I would say he's average. I mean, it, you know, he's, he's throwing for 69%, which is good. Um, but two interceptions, two touchdowns. Uh, he's been sacked four times. Um, you know, he, he wasn't that impressive in that, uh, Washington state game, especially when their backs were against the wall, um, Mm -hmm. and they needed him to throw it. Um, they, they're still a ways away, I think, from really running that system the way Luke Fickle and the new OC wants to run it. Um, and he was highly touted coming out of SMU. I mean, he put up really good numbers at SMU. Yeah. So... I just, it could just be. Do you think it's just more on the lines of it's just a new system and he's trying to learn it from who was probably? It, yeah, you're not ago? always gonna. I mean, I like. I, I think everybody was impressed with how quickly um, Van Treese picked up the system, Correct. and you know, Bryn is starting to pick it up pretty quick. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's a huge change, you know, and um, so yeah, I, I think getting him the third game, I'd prefer like the second or first. Um, you know, when, when it's really fresh and, and still very green, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think in the third game coming off of a loss, um, again, it's, it's really going to, it's going to show a lot about us of like, can we take care of business on the road? How do we play on the road in second year of Helton? Um, how do we, you know, uh, come out against, you know, a, a power five opponent where, where the, uh, you know, uh, heavy underdogs. Um, but I, I think 
on the other side, it's a real test for them too. Like how do they respond after losing their ranking, after losing a game that a lot of people don't think they should have lost at Washington state. Um, and yeah, it like, do they take that next step and, uh, that offense clicking more? Cause I, I, I definitely see them defaulting more to like the old Wisconsin ways, saw it against Buffalo, saw it against Washington state. Like if they don't get the running game going and they don't have some explosive plays running the ball, they're not winning football games. Um, so, Wow. Well, this will be a good test for our rush defense. See if they're yep. as good as what we hope or what they showed this past week. Because, um, I mean, I think you're right. I think if, if we somehow can figure out a way to shut down their run. I'd make them throw on us. Like, I, I just okay. I don't trust Mordecai enough. Like, I, I think if we can shut Malusi down enough where they're not reeling off, you know, if, if it's the three yards in a cloud dust, that's fine. But as long as they're not having those breakaway 89 yard type plays, um, and we're forcing Mordecai, I, I think we're going to get some turnovers. Yeah, I, I think mm-hmm. we can cause some havoc. He's not a mobile guy. Um, yeah, I think that's the game plan defensively. It's, it's okay. you, you blitz, um, you make him uncomfortable and you shut down the run. All right. And, are you concerned any of all that they just kind of play a time of possession game and limit our possessions to where we can't just, you know, I mean, yeah, I think you're always concerned about that, but, but I think the fact that we've run, uh, less third or, uh, yeah, had the least amount of third downs as anyone in FBS (laughs) is a great thing. The fact that we've only, that we only punted once against UAB is a great thing. The fact that we, I guess what punted maybe once against Citadel. So two in two games, um, yeah, two, maybe, maybe three max in, in, in two games. And that was because we definitely took the foot off the gas. Um, yeah, I you know I, I I trust our offense that in we might not get as many snaps as we did have in the first two games, but I trust that they're, they're going to make the most of the ones they get. Um, All right, so to pull this off, we can't have turnovers, and we get a first, no. you know, we get yeah. we get a force turnovers, capitalize on those. Yeah, um, stop their run game and and force a quarterback who has shown in the past at SMU that he can throw the ball around. But so far, not this year in this system. Right. That that it kind of forced them to throw the ball to beat us. The, it sounds a lot sort of um, kind of how the JMU game went last year where yep. we didn't really stop JMU's run game, but they felt like they needed to kind of throw the ball to keep exactly. up with us. Exactly. And we kind of was like, well, if you're going to do that, we can beat you, and we did. So... Yeah, if we I mean, we I saw it all the, the time when we were a running team, right? When we ran Correct. the triple option, like it's hard as good of a running team as you can be. You're still at somewhat of a disadvantage when you're playing a high octane passing offense, right? Because they can score just so much quicker. Um, yeah. And like you're you're not going to have those 89 yards, on a, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, runs on every drive. So so, yeah, I, I think that. Put, I, I think we have the advantage in the passing game right now. Um, and like our offense is more developed, more evolved, more efficient than theirs is. Um, our defense, you know, if they come out trying to establish a run and we can shut them down um, and, and force them to pass, yeah, I, I think we have the advantage in that situation. And it's still, I, I, again, I'm not saying like we're holding them to under 20 points. I think they probably, I, I think it's probably similar to the uh, Nebraska game, to be honest with you. Like, yeah. like I, I think they're probably scoring 30 plus, but we might score 40 plus. 
Um, so, you know, that, and it, it's just a matter of, um, yeah, like you said, the, the JMU, like make, take them off the game, game plan, make them uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and yeah, if, if, if the run is working, then it's, you know, we're in for a long day. Um, because then they're just going to keep going back to it. Um, but yeah, against JMU, we, we took them off of it. It was there. I wouldn't say we necessarily shut it down. We just got so we got up so quick that they panicked, like you said, mm -hmm. and just like completely abandoned their game plan. That's what we yeah. need to do to to fickle. Like we need to okay. get them to abandon their game plan. Man, I feel like uh, Clay Helton has had his test of going up against great coaches, or I shouldn't say great, but really good coaches this year. You had Trent Dilfer this past week, yeah. and now you have Luke Fickle this week. Um, wow. Um, uh, let's see if there's anything else I can think of. Um, it's in at Wisconsin noon kickoff. That's eleven local time there in Wisconsin. There's Central. Yep. Um, ten Mountain for me. Ten Mountain so. for you. Kegs and eggs. Kegs and eggs. Yeah. <laughs> Kegs. <laughs> um, but do you think the time of the football game has any effect? Do you because we we're not used to now. This is kind of weird saying this because old school Georgia Southern football would be playing at noon, one o'clock right. every week. Now we play at six. Most games we play are late in the evening due to heat and you know yeah. trying to get people to the game. This is noon. This is going to be on the Big Ten Network. This is yep. you know Big Ten is used to playing at noon. You know that's right. kind of you know big big Where noon it was Saturday. At, it was like a five or six o'clock kickoff, I think, at in Lincoln last year. Seven, yeah, seven thirty, I think, Eastern, and it was like well six thirty, yeah, Central. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. It was later in the afternoon, so more in lines with our familiarity and with our comfort zone. Yeah, I don't know. It's a good question. Um, you know, I, I hope it's not the case, but it could be. I mean, those early kicks, I mean, 11 o'clock's early, right? I mean, their bodies are still yeah. going to be 11 o'clock. So, um, and, or, or noon, I guess. Yeah. The, the, like noon is, noon is early um, with their like internal clocks. And I, I don't know the travel schedule. I assume we'll get there either Friday or, or Thursday. Um, but, you know, it's it's still it's still early so weather shouldn't be an issue um outside of like rain um but it should be favorable weather um and uh to me it's really i, I think it's less about the time of the day and more of just the fact that it is our first road game of the year like okay. how are they going to respond on the road um so you know we we saw hits and, you know, hits and misses last year um, mm -hmm. in, in Clay Helton's first year. So, um, but, you know, we also saw, I mean, that was a supercharged team against Nebraska. And, yes, it's a different it animal. Not trying to say that it's just like a Nebraska repeat. But we were clicking on all cylinders, certainly uh, offensively. Um, so I'm hoping the same level of energy, if not even higher, if that's possible, is there um, regardless of – a new yeah, kickoff. and I think the another difference to going into this is our team should actually be confident going into this game. They shouldn't yeah. be intimidated. You have the Nebraska win from last year. You have a JMU win also. You have a App State victory. You know, those are some three big games that you were in last year. Um, we shouldn't really be intimidated by this environment. Um, I I looked at the weather. It's supposed to be sunny, seventy four, fifty four. So obviously, there's going to be no concern about temperatures. <laughs> at that time of the day to play, um, I, I I think I'm 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 sort of the same mindset as you are. The 
time of the game, I think, could throw us off a little bit. It may affect the fast start that I talked about earlier that I think is key for us to, to pulling off this win. Uh, but, again, you're right in the sense of that it's more probably just another – it's just a road game, and we just have not been very good in road games here lately, yeah. um, at least not consistently. So, um, I don't know. Anything else you can think about this Wisconsin game that you think is something we need to discuss or is something that it could affect this football game? Yeah, I wanted to look real quick because I thought I okay. saw this, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I am. For some reason, I was thinking Tulsa played Wisconsin last year, but they did not. They so, played Ohio State. Uh, Last year, they played Old Miss. They didn't play Ohio State. They didn't play. Oh, I thought they did. No, what I'm looking at, yeah. Okay. They played Old Miss, Jacksonville State, Northern Illinois, and Wyoming. Um, but yeah, for some reason, I thought uh, maybe Bren played them before. Um, but I guess not, unless. It was 2021, possibly. They played Oklahoma State. They played Ohio State in 2021. Okay. Um, yeah. So, anyway, I was thinking maybe maybe there's something there because, of course, Buffalo um, and Van Trees played Nebraska, right? They in a losing effort um, yep. the, the game before, so he was used to that environment. But, um, but yeah, we I mean, obviously he was with Tulsa. He was a three-year starter with Tulsa, um, so he's played at Ohio State. He's played at Oklahoma State. Um, you know, he's, he's played at uh, Ole Miss, right? So um, he's played definitely – Cincinnati. He played at like, Cincinnati. Against, yeah. against Fickle. Yeah, true. There you go. Yeah, he's played at Houston. So like he's he's played in um, crazy environments and and tough places to play. So um, I don't think he'll be faced um, at all. Um, and and honestly, yeah, I, I think the people that were there last year in Lincoln um, that that played in that game, um, I don't think will be faced. Some of the younger guys and stuff, maybe. Um, Defense is all pretty much completely new, so it will be a new experience for them. But of course, they didn't fare great <laughs> right in Lincoln. It was definitely a, a shootout. So yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's the key. Like I, I think if we if we can get up early and not and have it not be a shootout situation, take them off their game plan. Um, I think we can come away with a victory. I think if it's a shootout or if they do the the same and, and come out early on us um, where we're we you know our backs are against the wall then we end up making some mistakes fumble uh, interceptions um, you know bad time passes all that kind of stuff I think it could be a blowout um, in Wisconsin's favor so um, do we want to do predictions <laughs> No, I don't think we no. have done a prediction since like We're the first ep- or season. We haven't. Season we haven't, but yeah, okay. No, I think, you know, I this is a just, uh, I mean, honestly, it's just a tough game. It's just a tough game, and it's not one that I expect a victory in. Um, if we get it, it'd be fantastic. It's kind of icing, right? It's kind of icing yeah. on the cake. Like, and and that, I think that's what the fan base needs to know is, like, if we even, like, if it's a win, it counts as one win. If it's a loss, exactly. it counts as a one loss. Uh, one loss. No matter 
what the score is, right? So like mm-hmm. if it ends up being, if they beat us by four touchdowns, yeah, it sucks. You move on, you're three and one. If they beat us by a point, it's heartbreaking, go. right? We're three and one. If we beat them by a point, beat them by, by 20, then we're, uh, uh, or I, I said three and one, um, two oh, and one, two and one. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and, but of course, if we beat them, we're three and oh, and that's awesome. But then we have to focus on ball state and not lay exactly. an egg there on the road. Um, and not look ahead to, to coastal and conference play. So, so yeah, it's, it's one game, you know, coach speak, but take it one game at a time. And if, if, if it's a losing result, just move on. Right. Does that, like, yeah, I think as a fan base, we don't need to get overly critical about the loss if we do lose this game, right? Regardless of if it's a point or if it's by six touchdowns. Yeah. Um. To me, this isn't the game to where we start to nitpick and start, you know, light the pitchforks or whatever the case may be. Um, I would much rather us – be focused going into ball state and get that victory and come out of off out of conference play three and one going into coastal. Yeah, I agree. And you know, so is it, would it be fantastic for us to be four and O coming into coastal? And, and, and yes, I'm sure that that would be obviously fantastic, but I don't want us to, like we did last year, beat Nebraska, then turn around and completely lay an egg against UAB, which is exactly what we did. Yeah, exactly. If you come back it and you beat Wisconsin, then we turn around and lay an egg against Ball State, then that to me would be more frustrating as a fan than for us to get blown out by Wisconsin, turn around and go beat Ball State by two or three touchdowns, and now we look prepared against against I, yeah, plays. I hundred percent agree. Yeah, I mean it's like it's it's gravy if we win this game. Um, obviously, I would love for us to do it. Yes, but beat the teams that you're expected to beat, right? Correct. And UAB was somewhat of a toss up. It was a proving ground for us. We rose to the occasion. That's awesome. Um, gives us a lot of yeah, <laughs> great play on words. G- gives us <laughs> gives us a lot of gives us a lot of hope. Um, you know, Citadel was expected. Ball State, even though it's on the road, that's going to be an expected win. Um, you know, but you really don't know what they're about yet because they played Kentucky in the first game and Georgia in the second game. I think they get uh, Indiana State or, or something like that and um, this week. So uh, maybe, but but yeah, again, that's going to be misleading. So um, exactly. you don't you don't really know who you're facing there in Ball State. Um, and yeah, how are we going to play on the road? So beat the teams that you're expected to beat. And I think, uh, obviously we've already done that twice. Um, so now the only remaining team in that out of conference slate, um, is ball state. Um, and if we do that and don't beat Wisconsin, we're three and one. That's awesome. I think most people at the beginning of the year would take that going into yes. conference play. Um, and then, yeah, we, we reset, we return home and we take care of the beast chickens. Yep. Yep. If we come out three and one out of auto conference play, we will set ourselves up. I think great for conference play as well as becoming bowl eligible. So, which is always sort of, you know, the first main goal you try to check off Yeah, for <clears> sure. with these college football uh, seasons. Um, I know last week we did a recap of the sun, but are we doing that again today? Uh, yeah. I, this episode? I thought about doing it. I did one while I pull that up, we can do it real quick. Um, okay. stadium experience. So second game at oh, Paulson, yes. uh, 20 eclipse, 20,000, uh, which is great. Just over 17 in the first game. Um, so yeah, uh, give us your kind of thoughts there, Goody. 
Um, great. I thought the student section showed up and it looked packed. Uh, and I was talking to my wife and even the, the upper stands to me looked, uh, fuller than what it typically does. They're usually pretty, um, scarce, but there was quite a few people that was up there. It's not, it wasn't jam packed. It wasn't like, you know, you know, completely packed out up there, but a lot more than what had been there, you know, previously in the past couple of seasons. Uh, I thought the atmosphere was great. Everybody seemed to be up for it. Um, everybody seemed to be engaged um, into the game. Um, typically is how it is. And I thought that our atmosphere, to me, really kind of created, I think, a lot of sort of the panic or the the um, difficulty for UAB to even to, to come out and, and play against us. I mean, I think... Yeah you look at a lot of sort of their troubles and I think you can directly correlate it to the fans. It, we, we did, I thought the fans were really great and I just, again, regardless of what happens this weekend, let's beat ball state and then come out with hopefully more than what we had against UAB as far as <clears throat> stadium goes for coastal. I would like to see us get at least 22,000 for Coastal, if not pushing 23,000 for that game, because that'll be a huge game to start conference. I think if we're three and one, um, you know, I'd like to say that the Wisconsin game doesn't play a factor there. I think it does, even in a loss. Like, I think if, you know, if we lose to them by by three or if we take them to overtime or something to lose and then blow out Ball State, I, I think you get you know, maybe an extra thousand fans there. I think you're pushing, um, where if we I get blown out like 25,000, if we, you're saying if we beat it, if we, if we come in four and oh, you're saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah. We come in and I'm saying even Wisconsin. if we lose to Wisconsin, like if we oh, lose to Wisconsin okay. close, like we take them to overtime and lose by three or we lose by even seven in regulation or something and then blow out ball state. I think that affects where if we go and we get embarrassed against Wisconsin mm-hmm. and then let's say beat ball state by 10, then yeah, yeah. I, I think that could have an effect on, on the it attendance. Could. It could. So yeah, I think so. Um, real, real quick, yeah. Sun Belt rundown. We don't have to go through every single game and like break it down. I guess like big surprises, right? So uh, the big, you know, air quote up. I guess it's not an upset because they were they were favored. James Madison beats Virginia. Um, they were losing that game uh, most of the game. They come back. Uh, they had a weather delay. They come back after the weather delay. Win thirty six to thirty five. Um, so that's you know huge win for for James Madison. It's obviously kind of the the main state school there in Virginia, even though they've been on rough times. Um, but uh, but yeah, big big win for the Dukes. No, huge. And I think that weather delay played a huge factor in that game, right? Because up to that point, I think Virginia was beating them like 35-21 or 23 or something along those lines. It wasn't very close before that that weather delay. Um, And then afterwards, they came out and James Madison came back and and won that game. So that's a huge game for them. Um, Again, I to me the big question with James Madison going forward after this season is going to be how long can they keep on to keep hold of Curtis and Getty? Yeah, um, yeah. That uh, he's going to be a hot commodity, especially if James Madison keeps winning. He's going to be a hot commodity, especially among those Virginia next. schools, right? He might not yes. have to travel. I mean, Virginia Tech and Virginia both could be looking for head coaches Correct. next year. Yep. So, um, 
App State, probably even in a losing effort, was the second most surprising result because, Cody, uh, you and I thought that they were going to have a down year, still could, right? Um, obviously, this time last year when it was the the upset Saturday when we beat Wisconsin, they, of course, get the big win against uh, then number six, Texas A&M, and, of course, then go on to miss a bowl game for the first time as FPS member um, and uh, only win six games, two of which were against FCS teams. So, um so yeah, they, they lose in double overtime, forty to thirty-four to North Carolina, the state school, right of of, of their state, um, yep. a big brother, if you will, right. So like, um, yeah, they always come in there with a chip on their shoulder when they play in Chapel Hill. They've beat them in Chapel Hill before. Um, I was actually impressed with with what App was able to do. Um, again, doesn't necessarily tell us anything about what happens to the rest of the season. But um, you and I, you know, thought that they were not only going to lose this game, but lose it pretty sizably. Yeah, I thought they were going to lose by a couple possessions, to be honest with you. I thought it was going to be at least a 14, 17-point loss. Um, but, you know, again, they get hyped up for that game. They had something to prove. Um, again, like you said, it's not something indicative to say, oh, man, they must, they're probably going to be really good. They're going to run through the Sun Belt, yada, yada, yada. Again, we'll see how the season goes. They got East Carolina next week. That will probably be more telling of what they are. Um, Maybe. I mean, East Carolina loses to Marshall, thirty-one to thirteen. East Carolina's zero and two. Um, so yeah, who, who knows there? I mean, Marshall, they barely beat Albany in the opener. Um, then they go on the road and they uh, beat East Carolina pretty easily. So they were well. They were losing that game going into the fourth quarter. Oh, 13 was, to 10. Yeah, 13 yeah. to 10. They scored 21 in the fourth quarter. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that looks like to be an East Carolina just meltdown there. Yep. I thought the, the surprising game to me was Old Dominion yep. and Louisiana. Louisiana. Yeah. I did not expect that. I know it was at Norfolk. Old Dominion. There, but yep. I did not expect Old Dominion to win. Yeah, so it was what? It was 17-17 at half. Um, then they outscore them um, 21-14 in the second half. Louisiana gets 14 in the fourth, but uh, Old Dominion shuts them out in the third quarter, 14 nothing. So, um, yeah, I mean, Old Dominion could could be a sleeper team, right? I mean, they, they should have beat uh, Virginia Tech for the second straight year. Um, kind of blew that one. Um, but, yeah, they uh, open up, you know, one of the first teams to open up Sunbelt play um, and beat Louisiana, who, you know, had a down year last year, obviously after losing Napier. But, um, yeah, is, is Louisiana just still average at best or is Old Dominion on the up and up? You know, that's that's Correct. kind of yeah. the question. Um, and then, you know, I think South Alabama, Southeast Louisiana is worth pointing out. Um, South Alabama wins the game against FCS opponent 35-17. This game was 7-7 at halftime. Something's happening in Mobile, and I, I don't know. Like I, I, if if I don't know if if you're down there, like you might be hitting the panic button. Like something. I mean, they, they they were the darlings. They were the favorites by most people coming out of the West. Not Troy, but South Alabama. Um, again, you know they're one and one. Um, you know they they lose to Tulane, which looks good. Gave Ole Miss all they could handle and more. Um, uh, in in uh, in New Orleans, but. Um. Yeah, uh, their offense is just not where it needs to be. What about Troy? 
Troy got blown out by Kansas State. Troy got completely, yeah. So the the two the two darlings of the West, right? Two front runners, like they're not looking great. I mean, they're both one and one now. Um, Troy struggled against FCS opponent last week. Um, they get blown out by Kansas State, which a lot of people at the beginning of the season thought that you know that was a upset waiting to happen. Um, yeah, I, I, I think, you know, it, it's an interesting question. Like, where is there more wor- worry in uh, Troy, Alabama or Mobile, Alabama? Yeah. But then again, it's a West team. I mean, how many years did Arkansas State completely, you know, do terrible in out of conference play? And then, and then go undefeated. And, and yeah. just roll through the, the conference. So Yeah, could be. But could be, but it's something to keep your eye out because uh, Troy plays James Madison next week, I believe. Um, which will be an interesting game to kind of keep your keep your keep watch on. Yeah, they play next week. Troy, uh, James Madison on the NFL Network. Nice. Um. Uh, so yeah. Speaking of Arkansas, say they get blown out by Memphis. We won't spend a lot talking about them. <laughs> They're terrible. I don't. I don't. I don't think Bush Jones makes it the end of the year. Um. I think. Not, yeah. No. Um. UL Monroe wins twenty four fourteen over Lamar. They're two and zero. Good for them. Um. You know. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and then uh, Georgia State beats UConn. UConn's zero and two, which I think is surprising. Um, you know, I, I I had UConn winning that game. Um, it wasn't Atlanta. It wasn't close. Um, it wasn't close at all. No, not not even a little bit. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, it was twenty eight to nothing going into the fourth. So, yeah. um, and then that's pretty much the highlights. UTSA beats Texas State, so Texas State uh, moves to one and one after the big win against Baylor. They play, you know, the best uh, or you know, what's been the best group of five team out of Texas um, and one of the best teams in Texas. Period. And UTSA play them in San Antonio. They lose twenty to thirteen. So not an offensive <laughs> score fest. Um, no, but yeah. very respectable. Yeah, very respectable, yeah. and doesn't make me. Um, question their week one victory over Baylor. I look at this, I'm like, okay, Texas State, they may not have beaten UTSA. It wasn't a fluke, yeah. It wasn't a fluke, and they didn't completely just drop off the face of the earth and get blown out by UTSA either. It's um, almost more concerning a little bit because of the score, right? The 20 to 13, yeah. because like they scored two in the second, they get a field goal in the fourth. Um, their defense, right? Like, like uh, Baylor was able to move on them. Um, it, where this game, it was, let's see real quick. Um, so they only gave up 372 total yards to UTSA, which is pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah, 214 through the air, 158 rushing. Um, They had uh, just 211 uh, passing yards. um, And I just lost my screen, but not a ton on the ground. Um, And, uh, yes, I mean, they, yeah, they're making me really nervous because, like, they're they're, they're not just all offense, new offense, the new coach, all that where they're just going to outscore you, they can play in these, like, dogfights as well. So, um, yeah. Yeah. That's a team. They may not win the West, but they're probably going to dictate who does. They're going to beat Detroit. They're going to beat a South Alabama. They're going to beat somebody that they're not supposed to, and that's going to cause somebody else to win it. You know, that's that's Texas State. They're going to yep. be tough. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that was pretty much the highlights. Florida I know State. Yeah. <laughs> So Florida State, yeah, beat Southern Miss 66-13, to wasn't close. 
Um, I was, you know, I was thinking maybe like they hang with them for a little while, but no, it, it was. I think no. Florida State's very, very good. I think, I think they're State they're everything is... that people are hyping them up to be. So. Yes. Um, and I think that's everybody, right? Does the coastal now that you've seen coastal oh, yeah, one. coastal yeah against um, Jacksonville State? Okay. <sighs> coastal. Um, again, not very, not a dominant performance by Coastal. No, it was they back just and sort forth. of, they just sort of won. You know, it, it was ten, ten to nine at halftime. Then they outscore them yeah. um, twenty to seven in the second half. So, but uh, does the now that you we've seen two weeks of football, mm-hmm. does it give you any insight as to who may or may not win the Sun Belt, or is it just a complete fog? Even maybe even more so foggy picture now that you I think it's weeks. more foggy because okay. the teams that you expect to dominate aren't, and the teams that are like surprises, it's just too early to know, you okay. know. So like I like agree. like we said, like Texas State, I don't think is winning the West, but I think they're going to be a hard out for everybody. Um, ULM could, I mean, they're already two and zero. Like I mean, maybe they even sniff a bowl game, right? And and like mm-hmm. um, and then you know Marshall. Um, you know, looks really bad against Albany and then blows out East Carolina. How bad's East Carolina? Um, yeah. James Madison, I think I think James Madison would be the one that I think they've lived up, right? They destroyed Bucknell, which they should have, um, but destroyed them. And then they beat Virginia, which yes, AC bad ACC team, still an ACC team, still a power five team, still su- supposedly has better talent across the board than they yep. do, right? Um, and so they're the ones that I think at this point have lived up to the hype and are like, yep, they're exactly where like everyone. And I don't think they're up to the scholarship numbers either. Yeah. I still think they're below the 85 scholarships and, and on top of that had to come back from behind with like four or five minutes left. Yeah. It was very impressive. I expected, I thought they would beat them by a couple of scores and it wouldn't be really that close, but it may be even more impressive that they were down and in the last five minutes turned it on and came back and won. That, that could be, so we're app I like I still think pretender like I think yeah like great okay. showing against North Carolina but like I'm just not believing it yet um and then yeah Marshall's kind of like still up in the air so I mean if you tell me like who the team like I think we're on the right path I do think we're still somewhat of a sleeper probably in the Sun Belt East mm-hmm. to most people but I I think we've got a legitimate shot um I guess I feel slightly very slightly better about our chances after the first two games um I mean, if we lost to uab obviously I, I wouldn't feel that way um but yeah. but jay's madison's the team to beat like they they just they just are um and that's going to be a really hard game to win up there um mm-hmm. in virginia so um yeah so that's i mean that's pretty much the only one that's gone as planned i think everybody else is just like you just don't know because it's too early or like Again, like South Alabama and Troy, it's like, what is happening? God, should yeah. we hit the panic button? So, or are they just knocking the cobwebs off? And by the time they get the conference play, they'll turn it up. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I don't know. We'll find out this week. James Madison plays Troy. That'll that'll be a big to me. That'll be a big um, indicator as to what Troy is going to be this year. I think Troy, yeah, South Alabama is the one out of the two. I think I'd be most worried about because you just they okay. they were not in the game at all against Tulane, and Tulane's a good football team, but they were not in that game at all. 
Um, and then they struggled against the FCS team. Um, and then where Troy struggled at the beginning, ended up handling the FCS team, and then they lose to Kansas State, top 15 team, like you're going to look back at it kind of like you were saying about Wisconsin and be like, yeah, they should have lost that game kind of thing. Right. Like it's one of those, like if you win, it's like, Oh, not surprising. If you lose, not surprising. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so yeah, Troy, I think there's less panic and still a lot up in the air where South Alabama, like I'm worried if I'm, if I'm a Jaguars fan. So, um, uh, about that offense, I just like, I, yeah, I don't know if that offense is where it needs to be. So, um, all right, cool. Well, Cody, let's uh, hang it up here, um, and we'll see. We'll see how Saturday goes. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, hope for at least just a, a a good showing and a competitive game, and um, you know, be great to to get out of Madison with a win and move to three and zero. But uh, you know, like you said, regardless, um, let's just yeah, let's just go up there, let's gotta, and um, and then uh, let's yeah, keep chugging along with the season. So. Yum. With that, as always, hail Southern. Hail Southern.